Yo's, it's Ray Lytle. And now, it's time for the Council Roundup. With Greg Bishop. Ah, short meeting last night. All right, we about, like that. Uh, Fifty-five minutes. Good. Um. One second. Uh. Okay. Gotta love doing that. <clears throat> Thirty things at once. Uh, so a fifty-five minute meeting last night, and uh, I think it was spurred on because somebody just had an inkling to get out of there quick. Like they wanted, they wanted the meeting to be done before it even got started. Oh, places to be. I'm stalling. I have places to be. Yeah. 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 So it was Southeast versus Lampier last night, Greg. <laughs> That's a big, it's big a game. big game. Yeah. So, um, all, all it didn't Turner. turn out. It didn't turn out the way the Doris Turner yeah. likes, but uh, it was it was a big she, game. Last she night. wanted to get out of there, but there was some important business to get to yeah. last night, and including uh, a presentation from a pretty big power group that uh, is going to have a uh, a unique relationship with the city of Springfield. This time, I'd like to recognize John Kinnaman, Raj Siri from Emberclear to uh, give a presentation. So Emberclear was there last night. Here is John Kinnaman. We brought Raj Suri, the president of Emberclear, uh, here with us uh, today as well. And they're going to give a review of some of the challenges that they've encountered. What does this Emberclear do? So it's a natural gas power company. They're setting up north of Pawnee. They've mm -hmm. got uh, an agreement with the city to buy uh, hundreds of thousands of gallons of water uh, like a day. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that a effect. Day? Uh, they're going to use a lot of water, and they're also going to be paying the city um, kind of a subsidy of sorts. But at the same time, they're going to get carve-outs for tax benefits through enterprise zones. So they're talking about some of the challenges that uh, uh, they see in their in their planning for this this massive billion-dollar uh, natural gas power plant. And uh, those challenges uh, really... Uh, are addressed by the request that we have uh, and that you'll be considering in a week or two uh, about expanding the enterprise zone and also expanding the uh, zoning for uh, industrial in that immediate area. So they're looking to expand the project, essentially. More about the plan? Uh, the original layout that we had for this facility was to the north part of this parcel. And uh, it became very clear to us that after we uh, engaged in two sound studies, that we had to make some modifications. And talking about the sound studies, mm -hmm. is it going to be a nuisance? Adjust those power lines and move to the south at all. So they're, they're talking about uh, moving the, the location. They're talking about making sure they're not a nuisance to local communities. And they did some testing. The sound level will be less than, less than... 48 decibels. 48 decibels, Ray. Oh, I, I passed gas out loud. Yeah, I was going to say, my father brought over a decibel reader to yeah. um, our family gathering for his birthday where we had the entire family, all the kids together, and all the grandkids running around. Mm -hmm. And he, he brought the decibel meter up to me, and he said, um, we have a loud family. I'm like, oh, yeah? He goes, it, it read at 100 decibels. <laughs> 
just sitting there with everybody talking and running around and just Which having a good time. family member brings a decibel meter to a family dinner? Uh, my father does. <laughs> Unbelievable. Of all people. So, um, 48 decibels isn't that bad. I mean, really think about it. 48 decibels is the approximate sound level, ambient sound level, in most people's living rooms. <laughs> Not saying that's dead quiet by any stretch of the imagination, but we think it's a sizable accomplishment. Well, that's half of what a uh, Bishop family gathering's decibel meter is. Um, so he talks about the timeline of, uh, of this, this significant project. It's going to be big jobs, big investments. What we expect to get done in the first quarter of 2019 is we want to go through the Sangamon County Major Site <laughs> Review. So the first quarter, they're going to get some site review done, more about mm -hmm. permits. It's very reasonable to assume that we'll have our air permit hopefully issued in uh, the third quarter of uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. More about the timeline from Emberclear's John Kinneman. Where we are with respect to signing a, uh, a generation interconnect agreement with MISO, uh, that now believe is probably going to be about the fourth quarter of, uh, of 2020. So how long is it going to take to build this thing? It's going to take a while. Uh, and then more on the timeline. Target financial closing that same quarter with construction beginning in the first quarter of 2021. Completion, testing, and uh, COD is expected. Uh, you know, late in the second quarter, early in the third quarter of, uh, of 2023. Who are they going to sell power to? Uh, they're going to put it into the um, kind of the grid so to speak, and right. um, other areas throughout uh, central Illinois. I'm just, I mean, I'm, they start building 2021. Mm -hmm. It won't be done until 2023. And it's going to be a, a natural gas power plant. Yes. And I just wonder who they're going to sell power to. Yeah. Um, there's communities all over central just, Illinois that would uh, benefit from it. I, I'm just, I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, you know, who's going to get it? So what about the deal that the city struck with Emberclear? I mean, they're essentially Emberclear's coming saying they want to double their size of the plot that they're going to get. And they want the Enterprise Zone to double as well to ensure that they still get those tax benefits. But the deal also included with Springfield was, uh, you know, they're going to buy X number of gallons of water and they're going to subsidize yeah. the utility over like 20 years or something to that effect uh, in exchange for the Enterprise Zone tax breaks. Uh, so the question was asked to Corporation Council Zirkle. And in effect, what you're doing is modifying the Enterprise Zone map. Okay, but it doesn't change our agreement. That, that is correct. Not the substance of the agreement. Okay. That is correct. I'll just add that we're prepared to execute on that agreement. Uh, we're happy with it, and uh, we feel it's a good deal for Springfield, and uh, we think it's something that we can work with. So if we if we if we were to build that second lake, yeah, wouldn't it be a little closer to there? It would be very close to there, from what I understand. Yes, hmm. be very okay. close. Uh, so that's trying is, to figure it all out. Yeah, that's the that's the initial plan here. Mm -hmm. uh, so Emberclear, for the first time um, that I can recall, they they presented publicly to the city council, and they've had open public hearings and whatnot. But uh, so uh, the, giving that timeline, the city council is going to be approving an expansion of the enterprise zone. I would imagine in a couple of weeks. Uh, or at least having that up for consideration. Uh, so that was the presentation. Coming back, Ray, we'll hear about the consent agenda, where there really wasn't much consent. <laughs> I don't know why they put things on consent agenda, just to come back and then uh, debate them further. So we'll get to that. Uh, we also had a visit from Daryl Harrell last night. Oh, Daryl Harrell. Uh, speaking in poems and allegory, uh, and Alderman McMiniman hoping that something can be uh, addressed with his concerns. So stay tuned. 
That's coming up here with the Council Roundup. We got more Council Roundup next on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. The only Springfield... And now back to the Council Roundup on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. So it was a 55-minute um, meeting last night. 55-minute. 55-minute. <laughs> uh, and... They got to the consent agenda after hearing from Emberclear. Oh, good. And good to good to know that uh, when they mean it on the consent agenda, they mean it. They consent. Or actually, sometimes they don't. Noted as voting no on 2018-518. Okay. Noted. Any other discussion? Noted. Uh, I would also like to be marked as no on 518. Okay. It's on the consent agenda. I would agenda. like to be noted as present on 517 and 518. All right. Noted. So... Hang on. Hold on, sir. I'll be a no on 518 as well. <sighs> oh, uh, why the hell is it on the consent agenda? Everybody's <laughs> voting no. <laughs> but then, but then Alderman What McMinn- happened to debate? So, yeah, we'll get to 518 here in a moment. What is 518? It's the liquor license extension for bar none to bring in a different bar and to reduce the number of 3 a.m. licenses. We'll get- had, they had this discussion last week. Right. Where we'll, were they then? We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, during consent talk, Alderman McMiniman had a bill that uh, he wanted to oppose. 2018. Not oppose. I, I guess talk uh, about something else entirely. 2018-51. That's one way to put it. 2018-515 is the ordinance which provides for paid holidays for our city employees paid holidays he says uh he looked at this a little closer and uh found it's pretty generous but it gave him an opportunity to talk about something else that he had talked about previously when it comes to non-union pay raises some think that it would be appropriate for an ordinance to set the across the board pay raises yet some members of our council have objected to that so you brought a resolution and the mayor if you remember that conversation a couple of weeks ago ray um the vast majority of the aldermen they said we don't want to sound off on this this is the mayor's decision uh we give him budget authority to do so but uh, mcminiman he wanted to point out that hey we've got to control the purse strings the council did not want to i thought it was appropriate for the council to weigh in on that decision and give you advice and counsel but this council raised objections to that by saying that quote it's an executive function that this council has no say in compensation plans. But he pointed to something in the code with dealing with HR. It says that uh, the city council does deal with uh, compensation plans. Uh, and he goes so, on. So he's one of the sum that he was talking about. He's right. talking about himself yeah. as in the sum. Okay. Right, right. Uh, so ultimately, he's talking about, uh, you know, the city council essentially having more oversight over spending and, and salaries and benefits for all city employees. I think oftentimes we don't appreciate all that we have been given in the past. 12 holidays is very generous. Very generous, he says. Um, State employees, by the way, got 13 paid holidays this year, which included the November election. Uh, McMiniman looked at uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics average and for the private sector. In private industry, the average number of paid holidays is eight, the three, eight fingers, eight. We give 12. And he said he went to go talk to a private sector union shop manager, and that guy said that, uh, hey, we only give six paid holidays. So I think McMiniman's just pointing out, listen, we gotta, we gotta take uh, compensation for all employees, net sum, to see how generous things are and can we really afford uh, pay raises in general, right? 
Uh, but then Alderman Redpath uh, kind of takes uh, McMiniman to task a bit. Are you saying that you're going to bring an ordinance to change that? I think you're missing the point, uh, Alderman Redpath. You're making it. You're making a point that you want to take away the holidays from uh, from non-union workers. I mean, that's that's the point. No, the point yeah. is that the city council is weighing in on this ordinance. We're going to pass it or asked, not? Yeah, I no, it's not the city council. You, you asked me a question. I'm going to answer your question. The non-union. No, I'm not ordinance. asking for any change in the paid holidays. I'm saying the, the mayor did the right thing by bringing to the city council a question about whether we should give across-the-board pay raises to our city employees, and this council dodged, ducked, or, you know, decided not to get involved. And I think that was a wrong approach by the city council. That's the point I'm making right here and now, Mr. Redpath, Alderman Redpath, Ward 1. <laughs> yeah, but it seems to me like you're trying, as always, you're trying to get both ways. Well, he's trying to make a big grandstand about it, but yeah, he doesn't want to put anything on paper. Yeah. Uh, that, that prompted pretty much everybody else to chime in on yeah. this, Ray, of course. Uh, Alderman Tylen. We aren't shirking our duty. We do it in January and February. And that's whenever they pass the budget to yeah. tell the mayor this is how much money your office has and do whatever you want with raises. Uh, Alderman Hanauer. I believe it was a budget, uh, Alderman, that you voted against, and now you're for the raises, but you voted against them when the budget was passed. So you were the lone a person that voted against the budget. McMiniman, uh, he'll address that in a moment, but uh, you've got Alderwoman DeCenso. If you want to give raises, we're cool with that. It's okay. So, I mean, to, to compare the two, to me, is apples and oranges. She's talking about um, union raises, yes. which contracts come to the city council uh, after they're being negotiated, and she says it's just the council giving final approval, which, I mean, the council can't say no to those contracts and tell them to renegotiate, but that's a totally different conversation for another day. But they figure out what the budget's going to be. Right. Uh, and then all to, you all, you got uh, Alderwoman Turner uh, saying that this whole conversation just seems out of place. I don't see the nexus between his comments and paid holidays. I think that the conversation is misplaced. It should be at the end of the agenda with old business. So if we can move to approve the consent agenda and move through the agenda, I think that would be great. So are we done talking about this? Oh, not quite. Here's Alderman McMenamin. <laughs> Of course. The connection between this ordinance and prior discussions is that this has to do with the compensation level for our employees. So we're really talking about compensation levels. All in some, including the benefits and the paid holidays and all that jazz. But he wanted to clarify his position on voting no for city budgets. Because oh, it's not just this most recent budget. He's voted no on budgets for several years. Uh, what we do is we basically finance operations by going deeper into the whole on our police and fire pension funds. I think that's wrong. I think we should um, face the problem. And uh... So, there you go. He says um, we need to take uh, pensions head on, and again, wrapping that all into the overall compensation conversation. So, that is uh, a good majority of um, what the alderman did. We're just on consent agenda, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to come back. Which didn't sound like, it didn't sound like there's sound a lot like of, much consent of consent for a consent agenda. Coming back, we'll talk about another consent agenda item All right. that there really wasn't much consent for, and that deals with uh, liquor licenses. So, oh stay tuned boy. for that. We'll hear an update on what happened at the Pillsbury Fire and um, we'll get to a citizen addressing the council. That's all on the way here with the council roundup. Right now, it's news time on WMAY. By Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios, it's Ray Lytle.
All right, we're back. Council Roundup, Raymond. Woo That's right. Let's do some more rounding up this council. Here's some more. Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, and you're Hi, listening Kristen. to the Council Roundup. Some of the, um, maybe, um, uh, under the, some of the, um, misunderstood. Let me just say that I am extremely disappointed. As, as we all are. Alder Woman Turner's extremely disappointed because, while well, they didn't end the meeting after five minutes. Yeah. She wanted to get to that game. Who could blame her? <laughs> I, was, I was at that game. She dropped her husband off. I mean, both parking lots were full already. That was at 445, she said. All right. Um, we're still not done with the consent agenda. Mm. Typically, the consent agenda is come well, in. Well, you got Joe McMenamin grandstanding. I mean, you, you Well, know. it wasn't just uh, Joe McMenamin wanting to rehash something he talked about, you know, three weeks ago. Right. There's also this issue of bar none and uh, whether or not they should get a 3 a.m. change to their liquor license. Uh So uh, that measure, they 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 talked about it and they're like, okay, is this on consent agenda? Yes, it's on consent agenda. You already had like three aldermen either say they're not going to vote for it or they are going to abstain from voting for it. Uh, So here is uh, Alderman Hanauer talking about the bar none liquor license requests right now it's seven it's seven nights a week correct at bar, none. at bar none they have the authority i'm not sure how often they take advantage of it all right but that's you know alderman proctor see on this one nobody's reached out to me so mm-hmm. i don't have any details about the plan or what they plan to do here and- no no bar stayed open till three in the morning on a tuesday night right but what's most significant there is you got the alderman of the ward that that's in Saying he hasn't heard any anything from the owner. They haven't reached out to him. Yeah, that's that's significant, uh, and could be one of the reasons why they're eventually gonna uh, just take this off of consent Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. hold on to it. So uh, you got corporation Gotta council play the game. Yeah, you got corporation council Zirkel um, saying what happens if the aldermen don't act on this. If we do nothing, the the seven day a week license stays in place right. for the bar none. But not for the adjacent part of the building uh, where they're wanting to kind of wrap in two bar nuns liquor license. So uh, Alderman Redpath uh, chiming in here. But what I'm, oh. my point being is that they're expanding the, their footage right. by combining the two bars to under one license. Right. But, yes. they're, but now the gin mill will have a three o'clock license for three nights a week, correct? Yes. Okay. So that's the plan to combine the two and reduce the number of 3 a.m. licenses to just three instead of seven days a week. And Alderman McMiniman, uh, after hearing all the concerns, after hearing the back and forth and the fact that Proctor hasn't been reached out to and the fact that they have not heard directly from the bar owners. A number of questions have been raised here. And um, last week... Uh, we didn't hear from the owners, and nor I don't believe are the owners here tonight. Uh, maybe it would be good to hold this and hear from the owners Uh-oh. and see what comfort level there is with their plan after they present their plan to the council. So, Screwed that one up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be smooth. Right? That was on consent agenda, by the way. Yeah. Screwed that up, people. You got to... It was on the consent agenda. No, listen, you can't... in the, This is Springfield City Council. Right. You can't just assume... Now you, you know what happens when you assume, Greg. I don't think I need to say it. 
You make a um, donkey. You, you go to Springfield Auto Body, whatever. Frank Edwards say. He'll tell you what happens when you <laughs> He'll be All more right. than happy to tell um, you about it. So, yeah, a lesson to anybody. Uh, if you've got business in front of the city council, you better be prepared to go and talk about it in front of the city council. Uh, hmm. So it went from uh, consent agenda to they're not going to bring it up until they hear from the business. You better play ball. That's right. Um, meanwhile, yeah, see? there was a lot of uh, thanks for the uh, first responders uh, of Springfield and public works crews of Springfield going to help out in Taylorville. Yeah, uh, Congressman Davis mentioned how there's a big deal. Was there. Uh, Springfield like that. and other area communities just helping out. Uh, Alderwoman Turner uh, pointed out that the laborers were there to help out, that uh, uh, it was really uh, just coordinated effort to uh, have Springfield help its neighboring uh, community. Uh, was Joe McMenamin impressed with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody was impressed with it, Ray. Uh, but one thing they also brought <laughs> up was uh, the the fire department. And in particular, uh, listen, the fire department not just helped out with whatever kind of recovery they could help out with in Taylorville. They were also busy Friday, if you recall, right? Yeah. They had that fire the at the Pillsbury Yeah, plant. absolutely. Well, one of the uh, fire officials got up there to kind of give an update about uh, this, this fire where they said there were multiple starting points. Um, what we can say for sure is that there were multiple areas of fire origin, which typically is suggestive of... Uh, Set fires. Oh, no. um, intent is a whole other thing. It's oh, hard boy. to know what the intent may have been there. Yeah. Um, in other words, there may have been people in there trying to keep warm. Uh, correct. Yeah. There's there's two leading possibilities. Um, of all the places, <coughs> squatters keeping warm. Of all the places, the squat. Uh, why would you squat there? Is folks in there doing urban mining with the uh, um, metal that remains in the factory. So um, it could be it could be squatters trying to stay warm, or it could be urban miners, people using cutting torches to cut out metal to go yeah. and sell for scrap. So they could, what do they buy with that scrap money? Um, a hotel room? No, they just squat in Pillsbury plant. Mm. Uh, I would imagine they're not buying things to help their lives out. Well, I don't know. Maybe they are. Or, or they could be. Who knows? Maybe they need baby formula. Maybe need the, they need more cutting torches. <laughs> Maybe they need baby formula, Greg. Uh, all right. So a little bit of a, a nugget of uh, revelation there that uh, those fires were apparently intent uh, oh, set. Whether terrible. or not it was intentional or not is yet to be determined. Uh, so it's now time for citizens to address the council. And he's been there once. He's been there twice. He's been there. I can't even tell you how many times. Mr. Daryl. Daryl Harrell. Daryl Harrell. Good evening, Mr. Mayor and your administration. Subject, your friends is your enemy. I am sending you to Springfield, Illinois, a rebellious place that has snakes and rats on the streets that say they are your friends, but they are your enemies. Okay. Good to know, right? Your friends is your enemies, yeah. and Springfield is filled with them, okay? And snakes and rats on the streets. Uh -huh. uh, he goes on to talk in more kind of, you know, uh, flowery, poetic prose. Yes, that's when I think of Daryl Hell, that's what I think. And it, about the warming center and, yes. you know. They uh, have his hat. More about, uh, you know, uh, animals and characterizing people. Did he get his hat back? Uh, I don't, he didn't say anything about his did, hat. Did Juan get his hat night. back? Didn't say, but, he, but he, he talked a little bit more. Mr. Mayor, turn from evil and do good. Then you will be mayor of Springfield, Illinois, another term. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. 
No dinosaurs, no rhinoceroses. I only want a hippopotamus. Sincerely, Daryl Harrell. Thank you, sir. <laughs> no dinosaurs, no rhinoceroses. I only want a hippopotamus. Sincerely, Daryl Harrell. Daryl Harrell. Wait, so Daryl Harrell. Who apparently spends time at the warming center. Yes. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, intentional or because previously he had talked about how it was his mission to talk with, you know, the homeless population. But I don't know if he himself is, you know, actually homeless or if he's just playing that off. I don't don't know. Like, you know, it's type of a religious thing to help out the the homeless. Uh, But he's been sharing his experiences with the city council. But he's been doing it in a way that Alderman McMiniman points out. It's really difficult to find out what he's what he's looking for. Uh, Mr. Harrell has some major concerns. Um, his concerns are expressed in forms of poetry and allegory, and it's sometimes difficult to ascertain uh, the exact this time. complaint or concern. We know exactly what he wants. No dinosaurs, no rhinoceros. I only want a hippopotamus. Sincerely, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind you. I only want a hippopotamus. He won't have to use. I want a hippopotamus for No dinosaurs, no rhinoceros. I only want a hippopotamus. I can see me now. I want a hippopotamus for Absolutely. So McMiniman points out that uh, Harold talks in allegory and poems, and it's difficult. To... We all want to do the best thing uh, to address the concerns, but I'm not sure if, if we're getting to the, the heart of the matter. Uh, <sighs> no, we've got to the heart. What we, is the heart of the matter? We know the heart of the matter is he doesn't want... Older woman to send so. Yes. But I know for certain we cannot provide a hippopotamus. And <laughs> <laughs> that... Is your council around No dinosaurs, no rhinoceroses. I only want a hippopotamus. Sincerely, Daryl Hill. Thank you, sir. Uh, there you go. Happy holidays. Happy holidays from the Springfield City Council. So long, everybody. It's a real out of morning show. Sports 411 is next. First, best, 